Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches. And you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Okay, and welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner, from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American patriots. All right, Susan, what are we talking about this evening? Well, we start the show with the Pledge of Allegiance, then an economic quote, the Fuzzy Muzzy Report, regulations suck, and some of President Trump's accomplishments if we get to it. And if we don't, it's going to go on the next show because no one's talking about it. I gave you a page you were supposed to regularly talk about it. Yeah, they stopped. They, they, it no longer exists. I went to it and it says the page can't be found. You should have told me about it. I That's fine. I'm, I'm finding it from other sources. Okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. All they want to do is impeach him. In page 45, in page 45. That stupid Tlaib woman actually has articles of impeachment written up. Can you believe it? A freshman a freshman uh, representative has the gall to make impeachment papers of pre- charges against Donald Trump. Muslims. What are you going to do? All right, patriots, <clears throat> hands over heart, face flag, you don't have a flag, get a flag or make one. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. It doesn't. I'm not even going to put words from it anymore. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's a quote. Okay. If the natural tendencies of mankind are so bad that it is not safe to permit people to be free, how is it that the tendencies of these organizers are always good? Do not the legislators and their appointed agents also belong to the human race? Or do they believe that they themselves are made of finer clay than the rest of mankind? Frederick Bastiat, The Law. I highly recommend you find an e-book of The Law online. Uh, If you're someone who likes to have the books in your hand, well, go, go to Amazon and buy it. I would go, but always go to smile.amazon.com, not amazon.com, because if you go to smile.amazon.com, you get to choose a charity, and 1% of all of everything you buy goes to charity. 
What? Well, because we were talking about when we do Vastiat, we were talking about Milton Friedman, too, because he uses a lot of his stuff. Friedman quotes a, a lot. And while, while he uses his own words, he doesn't quote... You know, oh, uh, uh, almost word for word. No, the one that he that this has to go through, we're going to have the sound back, and I'm going to play it. And it says, who are these good... Who are these angels? Well, I don't even trust you. Oh, no, no, that's different. <laughs> uh, and uh, by the way, that would be... A, it's a whole book. There's a lot more to it than just that right. quote. So, uh, yeah, no, he, 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 the finer angels thing. Yeah, the finer angels thing. I, I don't know. He, he might have got that from someone else, too. He, he's very well read. And I'm loving that people are starting. I couldn't believe it when I heard, um, who was it? Uh, oh, Bongino. He did that whole, um, our quote, that soundbite. We had that, you've had that for years. What soundbite? The Milton Friedman soundbite. Oh, the Milton Friedman. Yeah. yeah. And he did it on his show. Well, you know, if, if, <laughs> If they're following my show, then they can take anything I'd put on the show and they can rip it out of the show and put it up on their show. Like the word doofus? Well, that's just that's just picking up words. That's a different thing. Not doofus eye. Nobody's brave enough for doofus eye. I, I like that, though, because that's just mine. Don't you have a button to push? Oh we're, st- oh, we're going right away? I forgot. Fuzzy Muzzy report. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot that it was right in the beginning. Because you keep telling me, whatever we don't get to, put it right in the beginning. Put it right in the beginning. Right. That's how you make sure next time you get to it. I really want to play Shadalkan. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I'll do this. This is for the Fuzzy Muzzy report. <laughs> And now from Hezbollah Toys, just in time for Ramadan, the good and peaceful people at Wacky.com and Hezbollah bring you the Jihad Joe action figure. Pull his string and he shouts Allah Akbar and kill the infidels. Pull it again and Jihad begins to sweat profusely and screams, Everyone back up or I will blow myself up. On the third pull, Jihad Joe shouts, I am serious. On the fourth and final poll, Jihad Joe begins to say something we cannot quite make out before exploding in a dazzling and immensely gratifying display of holy fire and smoke. For added fun, dress Jihad in a burqa before detonation. Get your Jihad Joe today. Supplies are limited, and once they are gone, thank Allah they are gone. Coming soon, Burqa Barbie. From Christian Headlines, the United States closed the doors on its consulate in East Jerusalem Monday. Now, before I go any further, there seems to be confusions. Nobody understands that they they carved Jerusalem in half, and they gave East Jerusalem to the Palestinians, and West Jerusalem is Israeli. Our consulate for Israel is in West Jerusalem. Not East Jerusalem. This is the this is specifically an embassy for Palestinians, which Palestine never existed. So why would we have an embassy? Anyway, <clears throat> the consulate acted as the de facto embassy to the Palestinians, but now most of its work will be carried out from the U.S. embassy in Jerusalem. Also, Consul General Karen Sassara 
who has been acting as what many describe as the de facto ambassador to the Palestinians, will be leaving Jerusalem. Critics see this as another move from the Trump administration signaling that they want to pursue one state solution. That's my solution, always has been. In one state, Israel, that's it. Palestinians are occupying Israeli land. They're the occupiers, not the other way around. Uh, but one state solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, but State Department spokesman Robert Palladino tried to preempt concerns about a policy shift in his statement announcing the closure. This decision was driven by our global efforts to increase the efficiency and effectiveness of our diplomatic engagements and operations. It does not signal a change of U.S. policy on Jerusalem, the West Bank, or Gaza. Palestinian officials interpreted the decision differently. An official, Sa'ab Arikat, said it was the final nail in the coffin for the United States' role as key peacemaker in the region. Critics also said that closing the... You want peace in the region? Well, they should kill every one of you Palestinians. What do you think of that? There'd be peace in the region. The only good Muslim is a dead Muslim. Critics also said that closing the consulate will make it more difficult for U.S. diplomats in the region to understand developments in East Jerusalem, the West Bank, and Gaza. They also say that it sends the message that the United States is seeking a one-state solution to the conflict over territorial disputes in Jerusalem. There are no territory, territorial It's all made up. You know, Palestinians are entitled to nothing. Zero. They're just Arabs. They need to go, they need to go meld into their Arab countries that are all over the place. They're, they're nothing but a welfare country that sits around, eats all our eggs, doesn't do anything. They don't make a thing. Nothing. They rely on us, the UN, to feed them, clothe them, Everything. And they're nothing but a political cudgel to use against Israel in the region. And it's got to stop. you got to stop treating them like they have a, a real claim to anything. They don't. And no matter what you give them, until you give them all of it, and Israel is gone, they will never be happy, and they will never stop attacking them. The only solution is a one-state solution because Palestinians can't live side-by-side with Israelis because they're Muslims and they hate them. They hate their existence in the Middle East. The Trump administration is intent on leaving no room for doubt about its hostility towards the Palestinian people and their inalienable rights, as well as its abject disregard for international law and its obligations under the law. Um, First of all, they're unalienable rights, but you can have inalienable rights if you like. Uh, Inalienable rights can be be given away. Unalienable rights cannot. And unalienable, you don't have an unalienable right to a piece of land. No. Unalienable rights are inherent rights. You don't have an inherent right to anything. 
when it comes to land and country and all that. There's no inherent right to that. International law can kiss my backside, and uh, I have no obligation to international anything. Paladino's statement also addressed many of the concerns expressed by those upset by the move. He said the United States continues to take no position on final status issues, including boundaries or borders. He also said the boundaries of Israel will be the subject of negotiations between the interested parties. The Trump administration has taken several steps over the last year that many interpret as favoring Israel over Palestinians. Of course we favor Israel over the Palestinians, you doofus. (laughs) It recognized Jerusalem as Israel's capital and moved the embassy there. It shut down the Palestinian mission in Washington, cut funding to the United Nations agency that gives aid to Palestinian refugees. They're not refugees and reduced funding for humanitarian aid to the Palestinians. Right. Why are we feeding them? All they do is attack Israel. Why are we feeding them? Why are we helping them at all? Let them learn to feed themselves or starve to death. I don't care. That solved the problem. The administration argued that they undertook these measures because Palestinian leaders have been hesitant to take part in peace negotiations with Israel. President Trump's son-in-law and senior advisor Jared Kushner said last month that the United States would announce its its peace plan for the region after Israel's elections in April. Well, that's going to be interesting. You know what my peace plan is, right? There's no Palestine. It's gone. That's my peace plan. It all belongs to Israel. Bye-bye. Go away now. I don't care which country you decide to reside in, you're an Arab, go with your Arab brothers. <clears throat> and it, is, until there's a one-state solution, there will never be any peace. And even when there is a one-state solution, the, the countries surrounding Israel will still want to wipe out Israel. And Iran is likely to nuke Israel if it, if it gets the chance. But don't worry. Everything's wonderful. Yes, well, that's why they have the Iron Dome. they got to have anti-missile stuff, because all they do is lob rockets at them. All right, World Net Daily. More than 85% of the Muslim prison chaplains in Germany recently were terminated. It seems they were actually agents of the Turkish government, according to a Gatestone Institute report. Yes, they also convert felons into Muslims so that they can help to take over your country. Uh, They do that here, too. We should not allow any Muslim clerics anywhere near the prisons. None. Islam is evil. We don't want them. We don't want them to be Muslim. We want them to be Christians, not Muslims. Christians don't run around going, praise God, blow it up. Praise God, blow it up. And anyway, uh, and if anyone, no, I use God because we say God. Muslims don't say God. 
They say Allah. Allah is the name of their God. It is a proper noun and is not translated. Therefore, their God is not our God. And believe me, it's not. Their God is Lucifer. Our God is the God of Abraham and Isaac. That is not an Abrahamic religion just because he stole parts of the Torah to make the religion up. Now, sorry, that doesn't make it an Abrahamic religion. He doesn't, he didn't worship the same God. Allah is the moon god of Arabia. You can look it up. The god of darkness, the god of lies and deceit. Gee, I wonder who that sounds like. Now, Patrick Dunleavy reports at the investigative project on terror that it's just one example of the troubles that occur when Muslim prison chaplains are not adequately vetted. There's no adequate vetting for Muslims. Islam is evil and really should be banned from your country because it's it's trying to take you over. It's it's its purpose is to take over the world. So uh, why do you put up with sedition within your country? Just say, why do we? Especially where we have laws on the book that say that you can't belong to any group that wants to overthrow the United States government communism socialism muslims none of it is supposed to be allowed in this country and i suggest we start enforcing that before it's too late oh what once once the muslims reach the tipping point it'll be too late that's it's over we gotta shoot too many people All right, um, those clerics in Germany had to be terminated after the Turkish government refused to have them go through security checks, which are required by German law for all prison chaplains, IPT reported. And what are they hiding? And while the number of foreign-born inmates in German prisons has spiked to nearly 50%, the vet... Now, let me... That's a quote. Let let me try and... uh, explain that to you because they're not going to say they're not going to use certain words because they're politically correct okay over there and while the number of let's try this and the number of muslim inmates in german prisons has spiked to nearly 50 percent the vast majority of those are from poland tunisia czech republic and georgia not turkey One wonders why the need for the 97 Turkish prison chaplains who were let go. 97? It's like a small army. The nation now has 25 Muslim chaplains. Don't need one. Authorities both here and in European Union have known for years the powerful influence a prison chaplain can have on an incarcerated individual, IPT reported. The right chaplain can help the inmate on the path to rehabilitation and restoration of family ties. The wrong one could be like a wolf in sheep's clothing, filling the inmate's mind with a radical ideology and that pushes him or her down the road to jihad. Yes, that's what they do. Dunleavy testified to Congress. To Congress, Inmates also are radicalized by other belief systems, But for Muslims, the difference is foreign backing and financing. 
while investigating radical Islamic influences, Islam is radical. There's no reason to use any these extra words. Islam is radical. Islam is evil. There's no non-radical Islam. doesn't exist. It's all made up in, in Gentiles' minds. We make it up. Because every religion is is as good as every other religion, right? No. No, it's not. Sorry, Christianity is the superior religion in every way, shape, or form. I've studied them all. Buddhism, Zen, Tao, on and on it goes. Now, I'm making exception for Tao, because Tao, the Tao can actually work with Christianity. Yeah. Zen can't. No. And uh, Zen's not good, ladies and, bo- and gentlemen. Buddhism isn't good either. And by the way, the, oh, Buddhism's no love and light, really. No. Uh, how about the Vietnam War when they were actually uh, t- helping attack our sh- our soldiers? Peaceful Buddhists. Uh, no. Again, BS. Always judging a tree by its fruits. That's what Jesus said. Uh, look at Christianity's fruits. Oh, let's go back. Let's go back two centuries in history, ten centuries in Leviticus. History. Uh, it, it's... <laughs> They're always quoting. Well, that first crap. of all, uh, first of all, Leviticus is Old Testament, right? Not New Testament. I know. Um, but they're always they're always touting that. Always. Oh, good. Then they got to the part that says uh, that says homosexuals are bad. That's in Leviticus. Ha <laughs> ha. You like Leviticus? It says Muslims. It says homosexuals are bad. Look, homosexuals are, are anathema to God. It's a, it's insulting to God. It don't, Sodom and Gomorrah. Those names weren't like. That's where they got the term sodomy from. From Sodom, they were sodomites. Read, man, read your Bible better. They were sodomites, which means they were homosexuals engaging in anal sex. That's sodomy. So what did God do? (laughs) He destroyed the city, right? But God's about love. So he loves the homosexuals. He loves everybody, but... um, if you sin, you pay. That's the way it works. That's the way God works. He's just like a father. You know, if you gotta, if you gotta, if you gotta break the rules, you gotta get spanked. God will spank you. Okay, I don't even want to go there with homosexuals. <laughs> yeah, they no, they won't enjoy it. It's not that kind of spanking. While investigating radical Islamic influences in prison, we found several indicators that contributed to the radicalization process. One was foreign-born inmates who had already committed terrorist acts, and properly vetted clergy also play a role, along with foreign funds that came to organizations like the North American Islamic Trust Fund, the Islamic Society of North America, ISNA, the Islamic Development Bank in Saudi Arabia, and the Graduate School of Islamic Social Sciences, GSISS. Some of those funds are used for literature in prison libraries that promote radical Islam. It just promotes Islam. It's, it's, it's just Islam, okay? Just stop it. You, you're idiots. You, you're going to correct us right into the ground. 
Some of those funds are used for the literature prison libraries. In the U.S., the Federal Bureau of Prisons hired Egyptian Muslim Fuad El Bayli as a prison chaplain, even though he had called for the execution of four... Huh? He had called for the execution of four Muslim Ayan Hirsi Ali, a renowned critic of Islam's subjugation of women. It's supposed to be of, no, no uh, four. Okay. The four's not supposed to be there. Okay, and um, I have to bring up, because we did report on it briefly, even while Jeff Sessions, who I'm so glad has been so quiet because he was so inept, him when he when he was the attorney general, they went around under Trump. What and, makes you think he's not part of the deep state? I'm just glad he's silent. Um, they went around and got rid of this. They got rid of these Muslim teachings and clerics in our federal prisons. They got rid of them. No, no, this is not the United States. Yes, it is. Yes, but this is went under Obama, not the U.S. Now. Federal Bureau of Prisons. Yeah, but it doesn't say the date. Susan, if you let me read the damn article, it might. Anyway, he got rid of most of this stuff. Trump did. He was yeah, like, uh, out of it. Prove it. Uh, we already <clears throat> done an article about it. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. Bailey said Ali defamed the faith and the sentence is death. Senator Charles Grassley, Republican Iowa, then asked for the names of groups working with the Bureau of Prisons for background checks. Among them were... Islamic Society of North America, which was founded by the Muslim Brotherhood. Oh, yay. Was that the end of the article? Doesn't really tell you anything. Didn't, didn't sew it up. Well, what are we doing about it? Are we letting them in our prisons or not? Are we kicking them out or not? Wait, are we did, allowing Muslim I... faith to even be taught and, and done in prison? I would let anybody have a prayer rug or Quran or anything. You're nuts. I think I ran into the other article. That's what happened. Oh, okay. Again, from World Ed Daily. Other Muslims came to ISNA's defense, claiming it is well-respected, the report said. By whom? But Dunleavy, a senior fellow at IPT and former deputy inspector general for the New York State Department of Corrections, explained groups like ISNA promote Islamic supremacism meaning they are working toward the replacement of the U.S. Constitution with Islamic law. Zudi Jasser of the American Islamic Forum for Democracy said such groups are political and not merely religious. Because the Quran... Oh, God. Islam is a blueprint to run a theocratic empire. It is not a religion. Religion is part of it, but it is a government itself. It is a government, and it's a government that intent is to govern the whole world, whether you like it or not, off with your head. Get it? That's that's the, that's their end game. That's their goal. All, that is it. No matter what you think, that's what they're going to try and do. And that's the end of the conversation. You can say, I know Muslims. I have a friend who's a Muslim. He's not like that. <laughs> you, how would you know? How would you know? They, they're told to lie to you. There's something called silent jihad. I suggest you look it up. I'm tired of t- 
teaching you the same thing over and over again. You're on the internet, use a search engine besides Google and Bing, and look it up. Well, I'd use DuckDuckGo if I were you. The only other one worth it is Start Page, but it's not as good as DuckDuckGo, so I'd use DuckDuckGo. I do. Anyway, Susan wants to go to break, so it's your cooperative radio show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. Welcome to the Red State Cafe. My name's Darla. You ready to order, sweetie? Your omelets are made with organic eggs, right? They come from a chicken's ass. That organic enough for you, sugar? Uh, what's your pork? Is it steroid-free? It is by the time Chef Earl is done with it, honey. Well, how about your chicken fried steak? That's made with free-range chicken, right? Free-range? We can't afford to give it away, darling. Look, I don't see it on the menu, but can you just make me a progressive omelet? Sugar, you're in the wrong restaurant. Hey, Bubsy, you hear the news about Vinny? Yeah, it's a real shame he owed money to the IRS and they finally cut up with him. Just like Al Capone. If the IRS can get to Capone, imagine what they can do to little old Vinny, huh? Poor cat, he was on top of the world, then bada-boom, bada-bing. What Vinny needs now is an offer he can't refuse. Hey, you got a tax problem? Does the IRS claim you owe them a bunch of dough? They can get you too. So call the tax relief line now and learn if you qualify to negotiate your $10,000 plus IRS tax debt for up to a 75% savings. Don't be like Al or Vinny and get busted. Make this free call now. Learn how you may be able to pay the IRS less. Call now. 800-910-8231. 800 910 8231. 800 910 8231. 800 910 8231. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day. Ten an hour. One person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drug alcohol and bad influences with the fmla people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it call quit drugs 321 now at 800-377-1456 800-377-1456 800-377-1456 that's 800-377-1456 If you're suffering from hearing loss, stay tuned for a special offer from the makers of Listen Clear, a revolutionary hearing aid breakthrough designed by top audio engineers to fit your ear almost invisibly. Right now, you can try Listen Clear hearing aids absolutely free for 45 days. You can also qualify for free shipping and free batteries for life. Listen Clear hearing aids are so lightweight and comfortable, you can wear them all day long. They're practically invisible, too, so others won't even notice you're wearing them. And the best part is, you'll be able to hear almost everything, everywhere. So do something about your hearing loss. Call Listen Clear now to get started with your 45-day risk-free hearing aid trial. This special offer won't be available for long, so call Listen Clear now. 800-716-4665. 800-716-4665. 
We're here 24 hours a day to help. That's 800-716-4665. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more, call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General steel quality all at a price you can afford so don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great 800-917-1316-800-917-1316-800-917-1316 that's 800-917-1316 investing is a long-term process How many times can you think of in the last decade that the stock market has destroyed retirement funds for people just like you and me? For your existing IRA, you need the security that gold has provided for centuries. Remember, gold has never been worth zero. Capital Gold would like to introduce you to the Home Storage Gold IRA. It's a self-directed IRA set up with all the protection and tax benefits of an LLC. But the big difference in this IRA is you invest in gold and you hold it in your possession. You can't do that with stocks. That's security. You can transfer any type of IRA hassle-free in days. Please call right now and learn more, and we'll waive the $500 setup fee and give you a free safe to store your gold. Call 800-515-6302. That's 800-515-6302. Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, our half of one. He has to be quiet because his throat. Ever since he had his biopsy, his throat has not been the same. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> we're back to Islam. Ugh. So, uh... We're talking about uh, the penal system in Islam, if you're just joining us. And if you heard those paid commercials we just played, we don't actually get paid to play the commercials. We only get paid if you call the number in the advertisement. So if you're at all interested in the product or services, we ha- we do vet them. They're, you know, they're in the up and up. Uh, please call the number in the ad, because if you get to it any other way, then we won't get paid, the ad company won't get paid, and that's not good for the future of internet radio. So, please call the number to ad. It's an easy way to help the show. You don't have to, Don't no obligation to buy anything. Their job is to sell you. My job is to get you to call them. So, that's why I said if you're at all interested, you never know. They may, they may go, they may talk you into it. They may sell you. I don't know. But, 
certainly doesn't hurt to call, right? All right. I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to game this. Don't. Don't just do it. Call the number so I get paid. I, don't do that. All right. Back to. Look. Dunleavy wrote, organizations with this type of ideology should not be relied upon to certify potential prison chaplains. It only risks promoting radicalization among the inmates and destabilizing the already fragile prison environment. A New York City Muslim cleric told his congregants in a sermon they must not befriend or engage in any alliances with Christians and Jews. Yeah, we did that article. I, I know, I told you, and and they did. They're slamming down on it. They're, they're not talking about it, but the State Department already started. Like the first year that uh, Trump was in, it was part of his accomplishments that I wrote, uh, read out. He's like, yeah, yeah, no, no Muslims, no Muslim clerics. Goodbye. There should be no Muslims in our country. Goodbye. Yes, and we are a Christian nation. Well, we were a Christian nation, and we need to get back to that. Well, and he's promoting we're a Christian nation, is he not? Yes, but he's allowing Islam to to exist, and that's not a good thing. But the courts say the courts keep telling me he has to. You can't not take Muslims as immigrants. Why not? Why would we want to? It's not compatible with our form of government or our way of life. It's completely antithesis to liberty. It is the opposite of liberty. It's enslavement. That's what Islam is. The exhortation by Abu Bare Muhammad Abdullah Amriki, have enough names there, bud, (laughs) was based directly on verses from the Quran, pointed out Jihad Watch director Robert Spencer in a post with Nesday, yes, he has his webpage is jihadwatch.org, jihadwatch.org. The imam cited Quran 551 in a sermon posted to YouTube on January 25, according to the Middle East Media Research Institute. Memory. Oh, it did it again. It went crazy. Where was I? O you who have believed, do not take the Jews and Christians as allies, the verse reads, according to an English interpretation of the original Arabic. They are allies of one another, and whoever is an ally to them among you, then indeed he is of them. Indeed, Allah guides not the wrongdoing people. Spencer commented that it's one of the many verses that Islamic apologists in the U.S. claim has no practical application today, but applies only to very particular circumstances in the 7th century. Now, the religion hasn't changed one bit since the 7th century. Imam Abu Barah Muhammad Abdulli Amriki doesn't seem to have received that memo, Spencer wrote. The imam who converted to Islam in a New York prison said it's common today for Muslims to spy on, covertly monitor, and entrap other Muslims because the government or police threatened them or offered some incentive. Taking the disbelievers as friends, meaning giving them support and assistance against fighting Muslims, this is an act of disbelief in Islam, he declared. 
The Muslim cleric said, it's a known fact that the FBI and police have spies in every mosque in New York City and some other U.S. cities who are paid to bait Muslims into making inflammatory statements. Okay, let me just say one thing. I was listening to Mark Levin today, and he was touting about China and what China's doing about all the religions. And he actually did... What's, what's the, the the Muslim people over there in China? Where Uyghurs. Are they Uyghurs. And he was like, he was putting down, and they they've taken them and a hundred, they've taken like a hundred thousand of them and put them in camps. They're freaking Muslims. I don't care what China does to Muslims. Good for them. Yeah, but they do it to all religions. Well, I understand that, them. but I I don't care. I just want them to do to Muslims. Well, they don't. No, they do. Not, they already took not just Muslims. No, they no, don't. No, they're not just, but they did a whole bunch of Muslims. That's because Islam. They're smart enough to know that Islam's job is to take over. And China's not going to, Communist Party's not going to have any of that. The Muslim cleric said it's a known fact. Enrique said Muslims who take the bait will receive a worse punishment than infidels on Judgment Day. They want to be comfortable in America. They want to be comfortable living with the infidels. So they do these things, he said of such Muslims. The sermon was delivered at the Rockaway Islamic Center in Queens. Wow, that was never there when I was in New York City. Where Enrique is the imam. The video was uploaded to the center's Facebook page and to Enrique's YouTube channel on January 25th. Enrique was born and raised Christian in Jamaica. Queens. Not the country. At the age of 19... He was in prison for robbery and spent time at Rikers Island. <clears throat> a bio on the website Islam's Finest says Amriki is an Arabic to English translator who studied at the Cortoba Institute for Arabic Studies in Cairo. He also attended Kuni Medgar Evers College. He previously the Imam of Islamic Center of South Carolina in Conway, South Carolina. Again, Muslims shouldn't be in our country. The only good Muslim is a dead Muslim. Sorry, that's just the way it is. I, I, You should study the religion. Go ahead, wait, wait some time. I spent a good, good part of a year doing it. Uh, it's evil. It's a the, the religion itself is evil. There's there's no two ways about it. Sorry. If you're a Muslim listening to this, I guess you don't listen anymore. Sorry. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Regulations suck. From phys.org. P-H-Y-S. If you ever wish to gaze at a stomping, snorting, Naying panorama of Western heritage from your living room window. Now could be your chance. A classic image of the American West, wild horses stampeding across the landscape, not only has endured through the years, but has multiplied past the point of range damage. Through May 3rd, the U.S. government is seeking more private pastures for an overpopulation of wild horses. Many consider rounding up wild horses to live out their lives on private pastures a reasonable approach to a tricky problem. Wild horses, after all, not only have romantic value, they are protected by federal law. 
Just keep in mind a few of the dozen of requirements for getting paid by the government to provide wild horses a home. It's not like you can do this in your backyard or even a five-acre plot, said Debbie Collins, outreach specialist for the U.S. Bureau of Land Management's Wild Horse and Burrow Program in Norman, Oklahoma. You need a lot of fenced-in land, enough to sustain anywhere from 200 to 5,000 healthy horses. I What if I just want two? Exactly how much land depends on pasture quality as determined by the government, but you can safely assume several hundred, if not thousands, of acres. The pastured horses typically are left on their own with little human intervention, Still, they require continuous water and basic shelter from the elements, such as trees or a canyon, supplemental forage, and corrals for loading and unloading from trailers. Participants in the private pasture system must live in 14 western and midwestern states from eastern Washington to the Texas Panhandle. Over two-thirds of the 37 existing off-range pastures are in Oklahoma and Kansas. And these horses aren't pets. They've had little exposure to people. Many are over five years old and therefore not ideal for training and individual adoption or sale. Other options available through the BLM. Still, there's no shortage of interest in the off-range pastor program. People call all the time asking for details, Colin said. My only advice would be to go into it with your eyes wide open said Dwayne Oldham, a former Wyoming state veterinarian who has taken in wild horses on his family's Double D cattle ranch outside Lander, Wyoming since 2015. Working with the government can be demanding, but providing for the over 130 horses on the Wind River Wild Horse Sanctuary on the ranch isn't too difficult, Oldham said. The sanctuary is a little different from most private wild horse pastures. It's open to the public. Tourists headed to Yellowstone and Grand Teton National Parks increasingly stop there. About 50 miles to the south, cattle ranchers, wild horse advocates, and the BLM have been embroiled in decades of lawsuits of wild horses in an area of mostly unfenced, interspersed public and private lands called the checkerboard. The booming wild horse population there competes with cattle for forage and water in the high desert, the ranchers claim. The BLM abides by the 1971 Wild and Free Roaming Horses and Burrows Act, which protects wild horses and burrows on BLM land in 10 western states, attorneys for the government say. We want to be part of the solution and not just the adversary, Oldham said. A group often involved in wild horse litigation, the American Wild Horse Campaign, says darting mares with contraceptives is the best answer to overpopulation, but is underused. Roundups only encourage compensatory breeding and overpopulation, said Grace Coon with the group. However, the group doesn't propose off-range pasture as an alternative to keeping wild horses in corrals for long periods. We do advocate that if the government is going to be removing wild horses from the range, long-term is more cost-effective than short-term holding, 
couldn't say. Okay, th- this whole thing is ridiculous because the government is involved in it. Right. It's just like beyond the pale ridiculous because the government's involved <laughs> in it. This is a special program. You can buy individual wild horses, but they're 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 younger. These are older horses that you can't train. They do have younger ones that they sell um, that you you can buy and you can train. Okay, but look. But what, the bad thing about wild horses really is I wouldn't use it for anything but a pack animal because they're too small. No, I'm look, a giant and they're and they're small. The, the other thing is also that we're we're buying a horse that our taxpayer dollars are already paying for. Well, then don't buy it. Because it's BLM land, right? Then don't buy it. But am I saying And we're not buying it because we don't have enough pasture. The point is that this is how stupid people are in America. We're already paying for these damn horses. They should just give it to us for free. Okay, but uh, we can buy horses for two or three thousand dollars. But around here, you have to buy quarter horses. I like quarter horses. I used to always ask for quarter horses when I rode. Uh, so I don't, I don't have a problem with that. But that's because all the ranches around here use quarter horses for working cattle. They're good for that. They turn on a dime. They're, they're just good for working horses for running cattle. And so that's pretty much what they have around here. And I, I said go for it between two and three thousand dollars. Yeah, but again, this is why I say regulation sucks. They should just be giving us these horses because we've been paying for them all along. Yeah, well, they should, but. They're not. The other thing was with injecting with the these, mares. They're paying these people. They're not paying anything for these horses. They're free. but And they're paying them to upkeep them. They're actually giving them money per horse to feed and water them. Our money. Correct. Your money. Yeah. So I get. A, I should get a free horse. You should do a lot. We should do a lot. We should get a lot of things, but we're not. We should we should get liberty, but we're not, not getting that either. But I, is this when I read this and I and I actually you know you're a horse person since you were a little kid and my friend Deb that I do the Women of the Revolution show she's like a big horse person she used to train horses, so she's a huge horse person as well. And, I just rode horses. And and it's funny when I did read this article and they said that you know they they are not used to humans. I'm like, um, my husband can train a rooster. I don't think he'll have a problem with the horse. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. This, this man sitting next to me can train anything. He can train bees. <laughs> it's amazing. And uh, I know I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not even worried. Because <laughs> Brian would just the call me the, just call me Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> like the Brian would beat the hell out of the damn. No, I would not. That's not a way to treat an animal. Yeah, we smacked a horse. I was a kid and I punched it in the nose because it it was a problem horse that kept trying to get the bit in its mouth and they'd run away with the other kids and then we had to go find them and so they gave the horse to me. Well, because you were probably the biggest kid. <laughs> No, it wasn't the reason. I was the best rider. They were all learning to ride. I already knew how to ride before I went to camp. So I, I no big deal for me. And trouble horses, I was used to horses rearing up and trying to throw me and stuff. That never works. Not, I stay at a, at a saddle, and uh, that's that. And the horse loses. And I never let the horse get the bit in the mouth. 
So anyway, when I was reading this Bitten article, the teeth, that, that was say. the first thing that I thought when I read it. I'm like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen with Brian. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. I, like I said, I would train him as pack horses because they're really they're not riding horses. They're too small. Yeah, but pack horses are good too. Pack horses are great, and we could be walk. We could walk to town with not, pack horses. Not with this much snow. Oh we yeah, still have to do it. Oh no, yes they can. You'd be surprised. We have a lot of snow, guys. <laughs> I bought a and, snow. And we're going to be walking in front of them with snowshoes, so they'll have a path. But the, the other thing that I didn't like about this uh, article was that they're and they're trying to do this with the deer population. Um, I don't oh, advocate yes. <laughs> eating horse meat, but you know, if you got a problem, um, they, they used to sell horse meat. I had it. I ate it when I was a little well, kid. Well, they sell it to animal. They sell it for animal. No, feed. no, I ate it when I was a little kid. Uncle Lou made me a a horse meat on open open sandwich on toast, and he didn't tell me what it was until I was into eating it. I was like halfway done. He goes, you know what that is? And I'm like, no. He's like, that's horse meat. And I was like, tastes pretty good. Didn't bother me. He thought he was going to freak out because I love horses. I, I, look, if food's food. Well, and what they're saying about shooting the mares to make them um, sterile. Contraceptives, uh, yeah, not sterile. That's the same thing they wanted to do with all any kind of troublesome deer population. I'm like, we need to kill the does. Let us eat them. They're better. They're better tasting than the buck. Bucks get you know so that's, off, that's off what I'm saying. flavored this meat. This is why I always do regulation sucks because these regulators and these they're idiots. Yeah, they are idiots because they don't. You have to get a special uh, doe pass to be able to get a doe. But you know, you can kill a buck no problem. You know, for those of us that are interested in doing it for food, does are better tasting and. And more tender. Why the heck? Why the heck would I want to kill a buck? I don't want to eat that meat, and I'm not interested in antlers. I'm not interested well, in putting I, anything on the well, wall. And the, and the thing that we always bring up, you idiots. There's like three thousand more does than there are a buck. Well, yeah, there's does all over the place on this mountain. It's, in fact, that's mostly all you see. I've seen only two bucks in twelve years up here. And, I, and I've seen lots of does. And, well, it's good because they tend to come on my property and uh, future food, you know. When th- things get bad, hey, if you're hungry up here, I'm allowed, I can actually shoot an animal out of season. But i got to go to break. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. And it breaks my heart to have to say an ugly thing like that But there's a big old pile of evidence that all points towards the fact My dog might be 
Democrats I pay for all his health care And I buy everything he eats I provide him with a place to live Just to keep him off the streets But he just acts like he's entitled Even trying to unionize the cat That I keep on display And every time Benghazi's on TV He looks the other way What difference at this point does it make? I know he's a liberal Even if he won't admit it He pooped on my living room rug And tried to tell me George Bush did it Again, I'm at least trying, and they're not. So the power is in the person who's trying, regardless of the success. If you're trying, you've got all the power. You're driving the agenda. You're doing all this stuff. Like, I just introduced Green New Deal two weeks ago, and it's creating all of this conversation. Why? Because no one else has even tried because no one else has even tried. So people are like, oh, it's unrealistic. Oh, it's vague. Oh, it doesn't address this little minute thing. And I'm like, you try. <laughs> you do it. Because you're not. Because you're not. So until you do it, I'm the boss. That's How right. about that? You heard it here. That's right. <laughs> 
Talk about you being the boss. I'm Sheriff David Clark, and I want to talk to you about something personal, your safety. It's no longer a spectator sport. I need you in the game. But are you ready? With officers laid off and furloughed, simply calling 911 and waiting is no longer your best option. You can beg for mercy from a violent criminal, hide under the bed, or you can fight back. But are you prepared? Consider taking a certified safety course in handling a firearm so you can defend yourself until we get there. You have a duty to protect yourself and your family. We're partners now. Can I count on you? This safety message brought to you by the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Hour two. Our doggie wasn't a Democrat. Oh, hell no. <laughs> she was a terror. Are you kidding me? Democrat. No, she 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 beat up Democrat dogs. Yeah, she did. <laughs> she protected Moose. She protected me. Just, she was not a Democrat. <laughs> she wasn't. No, she worked for everything. Yes, she, she got, did. She really did. Everything everything on our place works, period. Yep. So if you got to come visit, be prepared, prepared to, to be work. put to work. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it, there's no free free rides on this on this line. You no. know, we're not we're not commies. We're nope. not liberals. We're, we're not progs. We're not left wing liberal progressive socialist copy fascist status bastards. Let me give you an example before we move along. It was my 35th birthday, and we had just uh, gotten our home, and Brian had uh, befriended the uh, broker. Actually, Brian did the whole thing to get the mortgage. This guy was young. He was new. He was a broker he guy. He ended up trying to hire me to work Rough with him, but, him. I, but I couldn't work with him. He was just, it was just, it, it was just so too anyway, much. It was just too much. We had a bunch of people over, and they were one of them. They were city people from Tallahassee. We lived outside of Tallahassee in the swamps and the woods, and... When they all got there for my birthday party, we put them to work. We cleared out a whole field and put up a big, huge bonfire. Well, that was what had to be done. All <laughs> the wood had to be put up in a pile to burn. And these, this young couple... Susan, I asked you not to touch that. This young couple from the city of Tallahassee, city people, were raking, and, and I couldn't there believe was, Brian... We're not raking. <laughs> and I, I had him... Doing the pile, taking the there was like a pile of wood, but it had to be moved over to the main pile. And he was too afraid to, of snakes to do it, so I had to do it. But anyway, so, so I go and I just start, I just got throwing, just throwing wood, just throwing it, you know. And the the uh, his girlfriend's like, "Wow, you're a hard worker." I'm like, "This isn't working hard." But either way, it was my birthday party. They brought over food and presents, and we put them to work. And we made a big bonfire. Too big, as a matter of fact. The flames were reaching, were licking at the power lines. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna turn everybody's power off, and they're going to charge Bilby for this. I know it. But it didn't, it didn't happen. It's amazing, because the thing was so hot, you couldn't get anywhere near it. It was a big, it was a big bonfire. Uh, but I had it was all the stuff I cleared out of the field, so I so I'd have a garden. That's where I was planting the garden because I had a small garden and I wanted to expand to a giant garden. And what it, what I learned was I hated it, a giant garden; it's too much work. So back to small gardens. 
well, right now, no gardens, but this year I am going to build some raised beds. I've got the wood now for sure. <laughs> we don't need it for the roof on the on the shop anymore since it collapsed. So I got plenty of two by fours. And like I was telling Susan, I could use the the stuff from the shop. It's a giant military tent. Uh, I could use the the uh, the tent as tarp, but I can I can actually use it to, as walls because I don't. That's the why I stopped building. I didn't have any anything to put up for walls. I I needed plywood or OSB board or something, and we didn't have it. So how's that? No sense just framing something out and let it sit there. <laughs> without without a roof or without siding, but hopefully I can sell parts the parts of the frame uh, to make some money. That'd be nice. I know conservatives are horrible. The first thing we think about is repurposing everything, progs. It's not an old concept. Yeah, I think I'm going to make... Uh, it's getting too difficult to try and figure out how to do it in the slider. So I'm thinking I'm going to make, for summertime anyway, an outside shower. Because that won't be hard to do. I've got pallets I can put together and patch it maybe with two-by-fours to make it work right. And then, uh, you know, just surround it by the, the tent stuff. I mean, the tent is 30-something by 20-something. So, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of tent. <laughs> oh, I meant to say it's not a new concept. Repurposing, it's repurposing. An old one. <laughs> yes, it's an old concept, but we like bartering too. Jesse wouldn't take my. I told him when I asked for uh, peanut butter, I said I, I wanted to barter. I said, you know, I've got I've got steaks, I've got chicken, and uh, I've got soup. And he said he didn't want it because it wasn't a full jar of peanut butter. I'm like. Yeah, but I said, you know, I said I was going to give you, what do you want? Chicken or steak or whatever. I'll give it to you for the peanut butter. He's like, no, it, it, I'm not, I don't want anything for it. It's good he said that because this was, this was one of the jars of peanut butter we gave them because I can't eat it. It tastes like crap. And I couldn't eat it. It was, it was horrible. It was, it's the worst peanut butter I've ever tasted in my life. It's even grainy. It's like, it's like sand, consistency of sand. It's horrible. <laughs> I say, I don't know what brand it is because I don't even read it. It just, uh, but I should. You should write that down. Never get that. <laughs> just never get that. Uh, all right, back to the horses. Over fifty-five thousand more horses and burros live wild in the West than the roughly twenty-seven thousand the BLM says can thrive in harmony with the landscape. Okay, let's put this in perspective. This is our land, Brian. That well, they're just ha- the well. God. It's not. It's not even that. This is our land in our state. It's it's their no. It's cattle. It's cattle grazing, and the horses are, are killing. Are eating too much of the range, and if you if you will overdo that, it kills off the grass, and it doesn't come back. And then you end up with weeds like. What's that? What's that stupid weed I hate that pops up everywhere in the West? Uh, Napweed? No. That's a new thing. No, the. Mullen? No. Uh, sagebrush. I love sagebrush. No. It makes, the, it makes the meat of the animal taste like crap. 
Okay, but the problem here, and I love that we did this. And drug, it's not nutritious. They need grass. And I love that we did this this article is because, look, we're in the 21st century. Why do we need wild horses? Why what, are you screaming in my ear? What, what purpose do they serve? They just are. The purpose is to be. But again, they don't. We we got rid of all their predators, so they just breed uncontrollably. Of course, they're going to go, have a population problem. This nothing's killing them, and they keep breeding. So, uh, yeah, they're going to keep increasing their numbers. So we're paying for something that does nothing. Right, does nothing but eat all our grass. <sighs> Anyway, back to this. So, roughly 27,000 BLM says can thrive, and they have 55,000. How do you let it get that far outside what you say is what can thrive on, on a range? And, okay, in harmony with the landscape, in harmony with the cattle, is I think 27,000 is a lot, way too high. Adoptions and sales through Wild Horse and Burrow Program have recovered over 3,400 a year after hitting a low of about 1,800 in 2014. But while the number of off-range pastors has boomed from just a couple in the 1990s, the number of horses on them hovers very close to their current carrying capacity of about 36,500. The number of pastured wild horses is determined mainly through roundups and adoptions. Stallions are gilded and kept at different off-range pastures than mares, preventing reproduction aside from the occasional pregnant mare rounded up from the wild. How many new off-range pastures are established throughout <clears throat> through the latest bid solicitation, the first of its kind since 2016, will depend on costs and how many existing ones get renewed, Collins said. It's just a happier, healthier environment for a horse to be able to be out in a pasture, she said. Yeah, and, you know, it, it, I uh, right here we have 40, we, we own 20, but we have access to 40 acres of land, but most of it is treed, not not grass, which I'm thinning, changing, but being, you know, having ankylosing spondylitis, I, you might imagine is I just can't work all the time. I can't work for any length, very length of time. So, you know, 20, 30 minutes of cutting trees is about all I got in me. So uh, needless to say, it's still way overgrown and uh, it still needs to be thinned. Hopefully I'll feel better this year and I'll be able to do some more. I didn't do any last year at all, and that's not good. And uh, and I also have uh, new neighbors with 40 acres. I'm sure I could talk them into uh, wanting to have horse, horses up there on pasture land. So it would be access. It would be well, usable grassland. It would really only be his 40 acres is all grass. So you had 40 acres of grass and then whatever grass I have. Uh, no, 20 acres. And so that can... Two horses would have should have no problem on that grazing. 
And I'm sure they'd be, they're not here year-round, they're hardly here at all. And so they'd probably be down with me, you know, taking care of the horses, taking over the responsibility and all that. But I'd have to talk to them, of course. Um, But this sounds like it'd be up their alley. But I don't want wild horses. (laughs) I want a real horse. I want one I can ride. I want them free. Give it to me free. They're not. Yeah, there's no horses I for know, free out here. I know. No, I'm talking about these wild horses. They need oh. to be giving people love for free. No, there's, there's a cost. It's not that much money uh, to to get the That's wild horses. That's not the point. We're already paying for the damn things. Yeah, I know. But again, you have to deal with what reality is and not what it should be. <clears throat> and the reality is. Before I start building a lot of raised beds, I should probably get together with Roman and see if he's willing to let us use his, that greenhouse that he isn't using. It's all raised beds in there. I know. And it's a greenhouse. Which that's what we need to try and grow tomatoes and cucumbers and other squash. We and this need. way we can have produce for them when they come up. Oh, yeah. And even, all right, even if I had to, I'll ship it to them. Okay. Yeah. If while they're not here, I can send them first produce from the garden. Yep. It's it, they'd probably really dig that. All right, you're gonna love this next story. Are you sure? Yeah. So far, I haven't loved any stories. <laughs> this is from Fox News, which is not a propaganda site. Get over it. How how dare the left say that when when all of the me- news media is. In the tank, propaganda for the left. They call Fox News propaganda. The only channel, and by the way, they're not propaganda. They still make decisions not to do stories that they should do. They still do stories where they don't call an illegal alien an illegal alien, for instance. And in hard news, that should be the way it is. Yeah, they're just calling for the only ones to be on the show is Shepard Smith. Yeah, Shepard Smith's a commie. And he's homosexual, probably, as well. And a commie. You've been saying that for years. Yep. And uh, <laughs> you have to understand, all you doofus out there that don't like Fox News for whatever reason, they have their hard news section and they have their opinion section. Opinion's opinion. And that's that. And they've tried to give any number of left-wing kooks an opinion show. It just the numbers never work out. Because... They, they, nobody wants to hear that. They they go to MSLSD and deal with that, and CNN and deal with that, and NBC and deal with that. They don't have to go to you know Fox News. So so what? They have conservatives on opinion shows. They're opinion shows. They're telling you it's opinion. What more do you want? CNN does nothing but opinion, and they call it news. You figure that out. You know, it's really funny too. Is that um, the especially well, like Sean Hannity? He does more journalism and hard hitting news. I mean, he's been on top of this whole deep state thing. Oh yeah, he's he's really he really uh, has only one better. I think is Bon Bongino because just because he's got the inside scoop. He used to be Secret Service. I love Bongino. He's, he's a, a good guy. He's a cool guy. He is. We should, uh, we should ask him to, to an come no, on the show. No, he's too busy. Oh, no. Never too busy. I can tell you right now, that guy is the kind of guy that he's never too busy. He takes all that special food he sells. 
And his wife is a, a new producer, too. And he exercises and does martial arts. And... Well, no, he just had an operation. He's got... He's been he hurt seri- his elbow. No, he's been seriously injured. He's he's a wreck like you. Well, he wrecked himself by not exercising properly. I, I've seen that a lot. People that lift weights that... that don't do it no, right. No, he got hurt in the line of duty. He got hurt a couple times. No, but he he also the way he works out is pretty vigorous, and it would really be better if it was not so heavy and more on repetition. When you have anyway, when you have an in, it, when you have a lot of injuries, like you do, right? Because that, that that'll help you. It'll help the injuries. But if you do heavy weights like I like to do, I hate repetition. I like heavy heavy weights, but it's it's tough on your body. It's tough on your joints. So, you know, when you get older, you got to change it up. I, if it wasn't for ankylosing spondylitis, I'd be in great shape. That doesn't go that far. I could, I'd be in great shape. Uh, but the disease, the disease is what the disease is. Uh, I, I always exercised properly. I did a lot of heavy weightlifting, but I did it properly. I was a power lifter at one point, um, but I didn't destroy anything. Ankylosing spondylitis, however, did destroy my joints. So it, I might as well have killed myself lifting weights because I'm screwed anyway. But uh, and with this throat thing now, I haven't been able to exercise since the operation. I'm I'm just thinking about it now because I was able to clear all the snow off the roof of my slider for the pickup truck slider. It's a flat roof. It had three feet of packed snow on it. It was heavy. I had to shovel all that off. You couldn't just push it off, but you had to shovel it. I, I'm surprised the thing didn't collapse because I didn't. I didn't think I set it up right, strong enough. I, I was. <laughs> it, it, if you looked at it, you'd be like, "That can't be doing anything." It's, if it can hold that much snow, we're talking thousands and thousands of pounds of snow warp there. And I and we're getting more snow tonight. That's why I made sure I got rid of it before mayhem happened. Everybody knows who Mayhem is, right? Allstate commercial, Mayhem, the guy that destroyed everything, he did the thing, remember? The snow load on the roof of your garage is, it's at the, just just below the point of failure. And here comes Mayhem, and he falls, spread, spread eagle, onto the ceiling, onto the roof, and the roof collapses. Yeah, that happened to two of my buildings here. It also happened to two major to a major college here in Montana. Two buildings in um, MSU. Yep. Yeah, Montana State University. They're both both flat flat roofs and they collapse. That's how much snow we've been getting up here. And that, those buildings were built a long time ago, way back in the seventies, and they've been here the whole time. And this is the first time that the snow load collapsed it. So, um, at least in, in that amount of time, there hasn't been this amount of snow. Well, no, and the point also is that we kept shaking our heads. It's like, you, you guys got, like, groundskeepers. Yeah, I know. You know, I, what the hell? Get the snowblowers up there. Get the snow off the <laughs> roof. What the hell's wrong with you people? Uh, because they, they just took it for granted because it was never a problem, and they didn't think about it. I was just thinking about it the whole time. I was looking at that shop. I knew it was going to collapse. I couldn't. I wasn't allowed to do any physical exertion. And I even tried to take a little bit off when I exerted myself too much. I did take some off, and it still collapsed because it's just that's a lot of snow, it's heavy. It just like it it packed up. It was like I was pulling it off in boulders, and they were heavy. 
I'm like, man, this is a lot of weight up here because uh, you could hear him. I'd go like this and throw it off the roof, and it would go. <laughs> it's heavy. Next news story, please. Snow is heavy sometimes. Anyway, um, by the way, those buildings were supposedly certified up to 8,000 pounds per square foot. So, MSU. MSU. So they obviously got more. We obviously got more than that. And up here, we get more than they do down there in the valley. So we even got more than that. I tried to walk through the unpacked snow to get into the tent from the front. It, it was up, up above my hips. And, and I had to pick my leg up with my hands to get to the tent that collapsed because I needed stuff from inside it. And I, had, I just had to brave it. And, and going to get it. But, uh, man, that was tough. It was sucking my boots off and everything. I mean, it was deep. All right. Anyway, back to the story from Fox News. There'll be no mystery meat or any other meat on Mondays at New York City Public Schools. Why? It's Fridays that Catholics used to have no meat. Why Mondays? Why Mondays? Get, leave it to New York City, which the which the rest of the state wants to carve out away from. They want to have three districts and have New York City have their own, so that they don't control all the votes of New York State like they do now, which isn't in the best interest of people out in Long Island and upstate. It's a smart move. They should redistrict it that way in three districts. I'm, I'm curious to see if they do it. Um, New York City public schools are expanding their Meatless Mondays program in the fall. Cutting back on meat a little will improve New Yorkers' health and reduce greenhouse gas emissions, said Mayor Bill de Blasio in a statement Monday. Uh, there's no no problem. There's no problem with greenhouse gases. None. All the things they call greenhouse gases are natural and good and have been in higher numbers in the past, back when we were more tropical-like. Yeah. More carbon dioxide means more food for plants, which means more lush plants, which means more food for people, and that's good. We did that last week. You know what I love about this? He brought it up. It said it's over greenhouse gas emissions. What I love about this... Uh, de Blasio, um, go talk to the founder of Greenpeace, you moron. Anyway, what I love about him. I'm, I'm sick of the attack on meat. I know. After after sick of the attack on Christians, come sick of the attack yeah, on meat. meat. And now I want meat, and I'm going to have meat for dinner. So this is going to make me a meat sandwich, a giant thick with meat. Lots of meat. And cheese. A little cheese, but lots of meat. Anyway... Cold cuts, you know, salami, bologna. No, I hate bologna. What is it? Salami, pepperoni, and what else? And cheese. And cheese. Anyway, I love that he's doing this because... Um, I don't love new, anything he does. No, the, the, well, this is what he's... He's doing this because he's countering what Donald Trump is initiating in the public schools via DeVos. Who gives a crap about New York City? The, yeah, the, they're going to kill our kids. I don't... They're not my kids. Anyway, Again, so city people are all prog, so they like the indoctrination. So I can't, I can't help them. You don't want your kids in government schools? No, they do because they want the indoctrination. They like it because they're commies. 
But what he, again, what the commies are doing in the deep state is undermining everything that President Trump nah, wants to do. This is bull. Nobody cares no, about this. No, because DeVos is changing all of the public schools' menus. I understand. Menus. Except that is for federal funding. Now, if he wants to change, if you locally want to change it, you can because it's not all federal dollars. You might notice that your property taxes majority of it goes to public school well, and now he now president trump has put out he's threatening everybody you don't want to do this you, you don't want get some, money you don't get money good cut new york city off they got plenty of money why are they using ours they have the whole the, the they city have the of trade new york, the world trade the, thank you they have the u.n they're the no that's a negative they yeah that, but the UN, they're considered the trade capital of the world new york city that's the fact. Wall Street, the UN, the tr- World no, Trade Center. No, not the Center. UN. No, the well, UN no. is a negative, not a positive. I know, but the UN made a little tiny city of itself and it's generating billions of freaking yeah. dollars. Oh, kick, I kicked the kick them out. Donald Trump, kick them out. No, he is incrementally. He's getting rid of all our funds going to them. So I guess UN. I guess New York City is going to have to pay for the UN because he's getting rid of federal funds to them. If they uh, like the uh, UN, uh, uh, if they like the UN, I guess they're going to have to pay for it. Oh, they love the UN. The that, commies love the UN. That's why we shouldn't love. Look, anything the left loves, we should hate. Okay, so don't like the United Nations, but we have to have a voice. No, no, you know what? Fine, but get that thing the hell out of my country. Stick it on an atoll somewhere in the middle of nowhere, and let them debate till the cows come home. And yes, we'll have an ambassador there. And we'll have a voice. But that's it. Get out of my country. And why do we need an ambassador there? We have ambassadors in every country Thank you. of the world. Why do we need the United Nations? No, we don't. We, we don't. Ne- Before it existed, we didn't need it. Right. Before the Fed existed, we didn't need it. Right. Why do we have it? Before the Department of Education. We didn't have it. We had education. Now we don't. Go figure. Department of Energy. We had energy. No, now we don't. They closed down all the coal plants and made them convert to natural gas. You see the problem here? Every time they open up a a bureau up there that's supposed to do something, it doesn't do it. It does the opposite. Educate part of education gets rid of education. Part of energy gets rid of energy. Uh, I can go on with these things. They all need to go. Okay, you got to read the next one. <clears throat> you already did that one, cutting back on a little meat. You already did that. We're expanding. That's where you need to go. We're expanding meatless Mondays. I, I, I knew that's why they chose Mondays, because it's an M word. Right. And they wouldn't want to do Fridays, because that goes along with Catholicism. Right. And so they had to do Meatless Mondays. And who gives a crap? What are you feeding them instead of meat? What, you have to read. They're going to tell you. It can't be peanut butter. Peanut butter jelly sandwiches are banned. They're going to tell you. All peanuts are banned. Anything peanut nut related is banned. They're going to tell you. Oh, good. I'm going to tell them what I'm saying, though. 
Uh, we're expanding Meatless Mondays to all public schools to keep our lunch and planet green for generations to come. No, it won't, because the minute you're not in office, the next person can take can change that, you doofus. Not for generations. The initiative will provide the system's 1 million students with all vegetarian breakfast and lunch menus every Monday. Please have a menu here so I can see what you feed these people. Because I know it, it's going to end up in the garbage. Oh, my God. Advocates note, Meatless Mondays promote healthy, environmentally friendly meal options. There's nothing... No food that hurts the environment. <laughs> we stop. If it wasn't for cat flat flatulence, it'd be moose and elk flatulence and deer flatulence. What's your point? Again, all this could do. Look up photosynthesis, please, because obviously they don't teach it anymore. Photosynthesis will end your love of anything greenhouse grass, oh my God, man-made global climate change nonsense. Photosynthesis. Carbon dioxide is our friend. Plants turn carbon dioxide into food for themselves and oxygen for us. More oxygen is good. Not bad. Again, there's no downside to carbon dioxide. Look, you commies that love NASA and love aliens, and what are they always looking for? They're looking for a planet that needs that can sustain our life there if it has oxygen. You morons. And water. You idiots. And guess what? Part of water is oxygen. Uh, and hydrogen. I know, but it's oxygen too. So without oxygen, we wouldn't have part, we wouldn't have water. Correct. The announcement that Mayor de Blasio has expanded Meatless Mondays to all New York City public school marks a major milestone. Yeah, like you can't get a big gulp in New York City anymore either. Major milestones. Every milestone is a milestone and a tombstone to liberty. You know what this is like, the Hunger Games? That's what we're living through right nah, now. it's not like the Hunger Games at all. Not yet. Through this united <laughs> effort, New York City there. schools take a leadership role in getting our children on a healthier track, as well as making a positive impact on our environment. I'm willing to bet that you were going to turn those kids off to vegetables for the rest of their lives. <laughs> Said Sid Lerner, any relationship to Lois that should be in jail? Who is the founder of the Meatless Monday movement in a statement? A pilot program was started in 15 Brooklyn schools in the spring of 2018. The city said the expansion will be cost neutral. School nutrition experts will get students feedback before the menus are finalized. Wait a minute. If you got to make me eat vegetarian, shouldn't it be cheaper than making a meat meal? Meat's more expensive than vegetables, right? No, you you know what happens when you do this? You you cost you you raise the cost of vegetables for everybody else. Yes, Michelle Obama did that with her public school nonsense. Uh, didn't you notice how expensive vegetables had become? Something I I just I don't go often, but when I go, I look at prices and just go, I can't pay that. You know what they, that she did also that no one really talks about except that we've talked about it a couple of times. She introduced our children to the black market huh 
She introduced our children to the black market How? because they were selling regular food in the in in the schools or trading it for grades. We did a whole. That's not. <laughs> that's not a black market. That's just entrepreneurism. Yeah, but you it was see, against the rules. Doesn't matter. You see a, something that needs to be filled in the economy, and you fill it. That's how you become successful. These kids every Monday want meat. They don't have it. I have it. I can sell it. Entrepreneurism. And if it gets too busy, he's going to have to hire some of his friends to help out. Entrepreneurism. This is what's to go to a break. All right. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. Coming soon, John McCain. Coming soon, John McCain and Lindsey Graham star in the tender sequel to Brokeback Mountain, Return to Saddlesore Canyon. You know, Lindsey... You spend a few days out on the campaign trail, away from all the other Republicans, with nothing but your horse, the press, and a few thousand sheep to lead. Well, it makes a man think different. Feel different. You know what I mean? You want another back rub? Sure. Then we'll make s'mores. Investing is a long-term process. How many times can you think of in the last decade that the stock market has destroyed retirement funds for people just like you and me? For your existing IRA, you need the security that gold has provided for centuries. Remember, gold has never been worth zero. Capital Gold would like to introduce you to the Home Storage Gold IRA. It's a self-directed IRA set up with all the protection and tax benefits of an LLC. But the big difference in this IRA is you invest in gold and you hold it in your possession. You can't do that with stocks. That's security. You can transfer any type of IRA hassle-free in days. Please call right now and learn more, and we'll waive the $500 setup fee and give you a free safe to store your gold. Call 800-515-6302. That's 800-515-6302. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-917-1316. 800-917-1316. That's 800-917-1316. If you're suffering from hearing loss, stay tuned for a special offer from the makers of Listen Clear, a revolutionary hearing aid breakthrough designed by top audio engineers to fit your ear almost invisibly. Right now, you can try Listen Clear hearing aids absolutely free for 45 days. 
You can also qualify for free shipping and free batteries for life. Listen Clear hearing aids are so lightweight and comfortable, you can wear them all day long. They're practically invisible too, so others won't even notice you're wearing them. And the best part is, you'll be able to hear almost everything everywhere. So do something about your hearing loss. Call Listen Clear now to get started with your 45-day risk-free hearing aid trial. This special offer won't be available for long, so call Listen Clear now. 800-716-4665. 800-716-4665. We're here 24 hours a day to help. That's 800-716-4665. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day. 10 an hour. One person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drug alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-377-1456. 800-377-1456. 800-377-1456. That's 800-377-1456. Hey, Bubsy, you hear the news about Vinny? Yeah, it's a real shame he owed money to the IRS and they finally cut up with him. Just like Al Capone. If the IRS can get to Capone, imagine what they can do to little old Vinny, huh? Poor cat, he was on top of the world, then bada-boom, bada-bing. What Vinny needs now is an offer he can't refuse. Hey, you got a tax problem? Does the IRS claim you owe them a bunch of dough? They can get you too. So call the tax relief line now and learn if you qualify to negotiate your $10,000 plus IRS tax debt for up to a 75% savings. Don't be like Al or Vinny and get busted. Make this free call now. Learn how you may be able to pay the IRS less. Call now. 800-910-8231. 800 Welcome back to the Aquabit Radio Show. I will have two. All right. I had a meatless Mondays in New York City and on to something else because there's nothing important here. They're, they don't tell. They don't say their menu, so I don't know what they're feeding these kids. Vegetarian breakfast. I, I don't know. It, are you allowing eggs? Because there's ovo vegans, which means they don't have milk and eggs either. Because they're just that crazy. Like the poor animal, the poor animal. They don't care. It's not like you're killing them and then eating them. They're just giving you milk, and they get free food and water and graze. They're good. And you know, it's not only that. What you were just saying about the eggs. The the every single bird's going to lay an egg, regardless of what you do with it. 
Well, yeah, but th- there are places that cage them up in a one square foot because the government says that's all they need is one square foot. We don't do that, of course. Ours was free range. So, and it's amazing. Once they get used to being someplace, they don't, they don't, they don't like travel far. They won't go far out, which is, unless I go out with them, which is kind of a drag because then you got to sit out there with them so that they go out and eat the grass seeds and stuff. Uh, because, well, they're worried, they're worried about predators. We got lots of them here, especially the winged ones. There's a lot of what they used to call, uh, uh, what the, Chicken hawk. They use it now in politics because they're idiots. But yeah, chicken hawks, because they come and eat the chickens. But it's just a red-tailed hawk. They just called them chicken hawks down south because they eat the chickens. So we got that. We got eagles. We got all kinds of stuff. <laughs> you name it. So yeah, crows. So they're, they're wary of being out in the open alone. <clears throat> and I, I plan on trying to get chickens again this year, but not a lot. Like four chicks to raise. <clears throat> but not until I have a proper chicken coop will I do such a thing. All right, some of President Trump's accomplishments from the Daily Caller. One credential in particular has been a boon to candidates. President Donald Trump considers for judicial appointments. A clerkship with Justice Clarence Thomas, my favorite justice. As of this writing, the president has appointed seven Thomas clerks to the federal appeals courts, while an eighth is expected in the near future. As such, Thomas's legal approach, sometimes branded unusual idiosyncratic, can claim adherence among a new generation of judges. I don't, yeah, I love how they call it that. He adheres to the Constitution, and he writes his opinions in plain English so we the people can understand it and don't need a legal dictionary to read it. At this point, I have not disagreed with any of Thomas Clarence's opinions that I have read. At this point, Justice Thomas is clearly the leading intellectual force on the conservative side of the bench, said Gary Severino, a former Thomas clerk who leads the Judicial Crisis Network, an advocacy group that supports Trump's efforts to recast the judicial branch. His principled approach to the law is very much in the ascendancy, and those are the kind of judges that this president has pledged for the courts, Severino added. Thomas generally hires law clerks who share his originalist judicial philosophy. Among it's the only judicial philosophy. There's no other. All all the other is not is violating the Constitution. It's non-adherence. It's legislating from the bench. It's illegal. Among the Supreme Court's conservatives, he is somewhat unique in the respect. In that respect, former Justice Antonin Scalia periodically hired liberal counterclerks to sharpen his work, while the hiring practice of other conservatives like Chief Justice John Roberts and Justice Brett Kavanaugh appears slightly more varied. Antonin Scalia had a lot of opinions that were not constitutional. I was He was not my favorite conservative judge, again, Thomas was. 
Thomas often disagreed with with Scalia. Not well. What I mean by often when he went off script, when he went off the Constitution, Thomas was right on the money and always had an a, a opposing opinion. And Chief Justice John Roberts seems like he's a prog to me. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh, I'm not sure yet. Hasn't been there long enough. But Antonin Scalia, everybody loved the conservatives, so-called love Antonin Scalia. He, he was wrong. Like, they loved his marijuana decision. But it goes, it violates the Constitution. Because nothing in the Constitution gives the federal government the power over any substance. None. Okay. Quote, I'm not going to hire clerks who have profound disagreements with me, Thomas said during a 1999 lecture at the National Center for Policy Analysis. Someone said that it's like trying to train a pig. It wastes your time and it aggravates the pig. Actually, you can train pigs. Honest to God, they're smart. As such, the Thomas Chambers are an incubator for elite conservative legal talent, producing a pool of candidates for executive and judicial appointments in Republican administrations. The Thomas clerk who most recently took the bench is Judge Allison Rushing, who was confirmed to the 4th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals on Tuesday. Democrats and civil rights groups opposed her nomination. That's how you know she's good. Not that I'm a fan of females in government or on the bench. Uh, The six other Thomas clerks confirmed to the federal appeals courts under Trump, including Judge Allison Aide, who took Justice Neil Gorsuch's seat on the 10th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. Judge Jim Ho for the 5th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. Judge David Strauss for the 8th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. Judge Eric Miller for the 9th U.S. Circuit Judge Greg Maggs for the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Armed Forces, and Judge Greg Katzis for the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit. Thomas, who has served on the court for over 25 years and will turn 71 in June, may well be succeeded by one of his own clerks. Aiden Strauss are on the president's list of possible nominees to the Supreme Court. Judge Margaret Ryan of the Armed Forces Appeals Court, a Thomas clerk, whom former President George W. Bush appointed, is also listed. Naomi Rao, who clerked for Thomas in 2001 term, is currently awaiting confirmation to the D.C. Circuit. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell teed up a cloture vote on her nomination Thursday, meaning a final confirmation vote will likely come next week. Related Masterpiece Cake Shop and Colorado Call Truce in Harassment Discrimination Dispute. Several conservatives meet met Rao's nomination with skepticism, prompting several Republican lawmakers to consult privately with Thomas, though the substance of those discussions has not been made public. Thomas's own thinking has already appeared in the written work of his protégés. Ho's first opinion on the Fifth Circuit was a dissent from the court's refusal to review a decision upholding a $350 limit on campaign donations for Austin City Council races in Texas. Ho opened with a reference to a Thomas opinion that accused the courts of elevating certain constitutional protection over others. Additional Thomas citations recur throughout the opinion. Severino said Thomas actively embraces his mentorship role. 
regularly holding court with former, former clerks and dispensing advice on professional matters. Among the other justices, reunions with clerks are common but generally infrequent. For example, retired Justice Anthony Kennedy convened clerk reunions once every few years. Yeah, he was a piece of work. Perhaps Justice Thomas is an exceptional mentor, Severino told the Daily Caller News Foundation. He is someone that doesn't just view his clerks as a great source of bright young labor for a year, but really as a almost, as almost members of his family. He takes on a role in helping them and advising them on their careers. Perhaps most importantly, the justice also encourages his alumni to assist one another as a mutually supportive network. Recalling his own bitter confirmation, he hopes his acolytes will never want for allies. He encourages his clerks to get out of Dodge as fast as they can. Severino told the DCNF, But for those of us who stay in Washington, he wants to make sure that there's always someone who will have your back in what can be a very dog-eat-dog town. No, it's more like... Rats eat rats. Progs eat conservatives town. No, it's rats. They're all rats. No, they're not. Rats eat everything. Toes. He tells them to get it out of Dodge. I love that. From the Politico. (laughs) Run away! President Donald Trump. We'll ask Congress for another $8.6 billion to complete a 722-mile wall along the U.S.-Mexico border, a senior administration official told Politico on Sunday, part of a course-cutting opening budget offer that will dismiss hopes for a grand budget deal and likely stoke fresh fears of another government shutdown. Who cares? Shut it down. Really? Shut it dang down. I get. I get. I need a hat that says that. Shut it down. Or or a (laughs) t-shirt. Shut the government down. Yeah. The president will make the request on Monday in his broader proposal for the upcoming fiscal year, which ends just one month before 2020 presidential election, which I pointed out was 1.1 trillion dollars, as opposed to 3.2 trillion dollars, which has been happening every year. Yeah, he did this yesterday. They're but already freaking out. Still deficit spending, but his budget plans for that to end in by 2026, then it will be deficit neutral. But he won't be president, so whoever comes in after him can undo anything he does, so who knows what's going to happen. Okay, the other thing that I want to bring up that you say all the time, this is just the Congress being lazier, lazy as all hell. Well, they, yeah, it was started under Tommy the Common Woodrow Wilson, and that alone should make you not want to have anything to do with this. Presidents telling the Congress what they need for a budget. That was not how it was done. Congress made the budget, period. And they still do. The House has to do it. It's just a suggestion by the president, but it makes their job easier because he lays out everything he needs, and there you go. Uh, but now, now they just don't want to fund everything he needs. Of course that was going to happen. They're going to try and screw him over. Of course. 
The yeah, they're already. He did this yesterday. They're already having a cow. Well, it goes to the house. The house has to generate the budget, and the house is in charge of. Uh, well, supposedly Nancy Pelosi, the Wicked Witch of the West, but I think the Wicked Witch of the East is actually running the house. AOC without a cortex. That's WOC. Yeah, she's without a cortex. Look, I'm doing the thyroid, and I've, I, well, actually, I was, I'm doing also brain chemistry. And one of the most important things in the brain is the cerebral cortex, which she does not have. Sure she does, just not functioning too well. Again, I'd love to see an IQ test. The president will make a... Rec- oh, I did that. Proposal for the upcoming fiscal year, which ends just one month before the 2020 presidential election. The sum, billions of dollars higher than the $5.7 billion border security demand that sparked the 35-day government shutdown, will surely divide spending negotiators again this year, likely resulting in static funding levels for much of the rest of the government or another lapse. Well, good. Shut it down. The administration already plans to use $8.1 million in the current fiscal year to finish more than half of the wall by dipping into other funding sources, including through Trump's controversial emergency order that Congress is moving toward rebuking. You can rebuke whatever you want. You can't do anything about it. Screw you, Congress. Go to hell. Go spitting. Never mind. The $8.6 billion request for the fiscal 2020 would allow the administration to complete all 722 miles, according to the administration official who spoke on background. Reuters first reported the $8.6 billion request. Yes, it was originally 5 point something, and he's just digging it to him. He raised, he raised it now. The thing that really kills me about the American hey, public... Hey, inflation, baby! The thing that really gets me about the American public... Why, in God's name, would you ever support one person in this United States of America that would not want to keep one citizen, a citizen of these United States of America, safe from invasion? What the hell is wrong with you people? Well, again, he's doing his job. His job is clearly stated in the Constitution to to protect the nation from invasion. I'm saying, though, the and Congress... And it's being invaded, and that's why he declared an emergency. The Congress and everybody in these sanctuary cities... Are you insane? Yes, they are. Can we move on? Because we don't have much time. In his overall proposal, dubbed a budget for a better America, promises kept, taxpayers first... Trump will put on paper what the White House has already prepared lawmakers to receive, an audacious plan for sucking 5% from the budgets of non-military arms of the federal government while using an accounting trick to bust beyond set spending limits for defense programs. The 5% would be below the fiscal 2019 budget limits for domestic agencies. Bye-bye. Go find a job. Don't defund them all, as far as I'm concerned. Get rid of them. Absolutely. The Office of Management and Budget said Sunday that the budget would call for a total of $2.7 trillion in spending cuts, a higher proposed reduction than any other administration in history. Well, we're in debt, like, ever in history. You said this a million times. Did we ever think that we'd talk about a trillion? We didn't even know what a trillion was when we were growing up. We should never got me anywhere near a trillion. I mean, what the hell is a trillion? Yet alone, 23 trillion. 
The budget office also said the request would seek funding for more Border Patrol agents as well as immigration and custom enforcement personnel. The blueprint will call for holding colleges and universities accountable by requiring them to share some of the fiscal burden of student loans. And Trump will request more than $80 billion and 10% increase over fiscal 2019 levels for veterans' health care, according to the OMB. we got to go. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. I am your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You'll listen to UncooperativeRadio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here. 